Hi everyone, I'm Maylin. And I'm Mal. Welcome to our podcast, Aya Hodaya. This is episode 31. Reality check. Hi! Hi! <laughs> What's up? What's up? Not much. Just chilling, you know? Yeah, just chilling. <laughs> you got a fun fact for us? I today. do, I do. So... Today, we're going to an anatomy fun fact. Did you know that the lower movable part of your jaw, like that bone, is called your mandible, and then the upper fixed part to your skull is called your maxilla? That is such a fun fact. (laughs) So fun, guys. So fun. I'm, like, running on fumes here. Did you know that when you chew, you're only moving the bottom your bottom jaw and your oh top god, you part of are. your mouth doesn't move. Oh my god. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> Which is probably what everybody says after I share a fun fact. I don't know what to do with that information. Thank you for telling me, but I truly don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Okay. So, again, another one of our kind of more obscure titles, but Maylin and I are going to be talking about reality TV. Listen, if you know me, <laughs> you Guilty know. Guilty pleasures. Maylin loves reality TV. <laughs> Ever since quarantine started, I've been kind of on a reality TV kick, um, and I just really like it, so I thought it would be fun to go through some reality shows that we watch and decide whether or not we think we would be good at them. And this is, of course, excluding those, like, romancy shows like The Bachelor or, like, Love Island or whatever. Like, there's no because way you, of there's telling. There's no qualifications for those. You could literally... Yeah, you just have to be good-looking. ...live in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was, I meant to say parents' basement, but I said yours. <laughs> Okay. You could also live in your own basement. That would be fine. Yeah, exactly. You could live anywhere. You could live under a bridge as long as you look nice. I mean, yeah, sure. Okay, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Um, okay, I'll go first while you slowly lose it. Yeah, let's let's leave it at that. <laughs> Um, okay, so the first show that I came up with was, now I'm going to say this wrong, I want to say the British title, The Great British Baking Show, or is it The Great British Bake Off? Oh, they Bake call Off? it The Great, Great British Bake Off in Okay, America. because, wait, so it's The Baking Show in- I think it's The Break, in the, I can't speak, The <laughs> Baking Show in England, that's, I think that's what they call it there, but then I here think we it's call the it The Great Off. British Bake Off. Here. I think it's the Bake Off in England. Well, I call it the Bake Off. So let's look. Look, Lulu. Let's look at Netflix. Okay, because I what Netflix says. Well, you know what always stumped me was like I would be watching it, and then at the beginning, like the two posts would be like, "Welcome to the Great British Baking Show," and I would be like, "But you don't call it the Great British Baking Show. Like, do they have to say it multiple times? Like, oh, okay, so." I can't, we have the Great Canadian Baking Show, which is actually just as good because Dan Levy hosted the first season and it was amazing. Let (laughs) me look at Netflix. Okay, Great, the Great British. Okay, it is called the Great British Baking Show in the United States. Okay, yeah, here, I don't, they took it off. Weird. 
Yeah, so they the replaced weird... it with the Canadian baking show, which is, in my opinion, just as good. Because That's because it's you're Canadian. Of, no, it's just a bunch of amateurs, Canadian people who like to bake. They're not, like, professionals in any sense of the word. And they're, like, some of them are teachers and some of them are what's it. And they're, like, all bringing, like, these different, like, things from different parts of Canada to their dishes. And I'm, like... This is actually really entertaining because you, well, like, as a Canadian watching it, right. <laughs> it has that Canadian sense of humor to it, and, like, some of the jokes they make, I'm just like, I get that. It's like, listen, it's like, as a Canadian, I can't speak, I was almost about to say Canadian. you're doing what? great. <laughs> it's like, as a Canadian, listening to other Canadian comedians, and them making, um like regional region specific jokes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that because like you would understand it and it's funny to other canadians but it's not really funny to anybody else because they just they just don't understand yeah it's like a very niche kind of humor right but it's but for me it's hilarious i think it's i think oh my god wait 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 i have to tell you about this quiz that i took i don't remember if i've told you about this but it was me and jenna who was on like episode three or whatever um we were doing this (laughs) quiz it was it was what race are you oh my god (laughs) the options okay the options were asian african-american latino white and canadian (laughs) and it was so funny the option the the like thing under canadian was like it's not a race but a country in this instance canadian i was like what (laughs) anyways i took the test and i got asian apparently the smartest race in the world is Asian and I know that there's more races under just Asian and I'm not trying to be racist but you're Asian (laughs) that's basically what it said (laughs) it was a disaster show of a test I love that for you this is is (laughs) it was so it was honestly it was hilarious oh and then under the white one it was like you're white probably American I know the states are fighting a lot so like I wish you guys peace or something like that okay this is like (laughs) when I took we played a kahoot in class and um the kahoot was about Canada and it was just, like, you know, arbitrary, like, nonsense stuff, not really actually related to, like, Canadian history and stuff like that. Some of it, like, to do with politics, like, you would have to be Canadian to, like, really, really know, or you, like, I guess, mm-hmm. you're just a- abreast of the world. Um, okay. But, <laughs> um, but one of them was, what is, what are the national, what is... What are the national languages of Canada? And so there was two right answers, obviously, because there's English and there's French. Um, but one of the options was American as a language. And I'm like, it's C, it's blue, it's this one. And a bunch of people clicked it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, how did you fall for that? American isn't a language. American is not a language. American is not a language, guys. It's okay, well, anyways. It could be. It really could be, but it's not. I mean, it's American English versus British English or, like, the Queen's English. Yeah, and Canadian English is an entirely different thing because it's British English and American English mixed together. Yeah. So there's there's Canadian English, too. It's just, like, a mix in pot. Okay, we should probably get back. Okay, okay. 
Back on track, I just really felt the need to tell you about this test because I thought yeah. it was hilarious. It is hilarious. I totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> okay, so the Great British Bake Off, I'm going to call it the Bake Off. Um, to be good at this show, you basically need to be good at baking and like be able to do a lot of different baking stuff and mm-hmm. like be able to perform well under pressure and for me, I don't know that I would be very good on this show because, first of all, I'm not British. Second of all, um, I do enjoy baking, but, like, the really simple stuff. And to impress the judges, you really need to, like, you Work know, it. you you really need to wow them. Yeah. And you're not going to wow them if your stuff is basic. And I also don't know a lot of, like, technical baking stuff. So I don't think I would be very good at this show. However, I do enjoy watching it sometimes. I also don't think I would be very good at the show. I'm a very, very messy person. And, like, (laughs) I, like, I don't have dyslexia, but I read things so fast sometimes that I, like, read them wrong. Mm. Um, Just because, like, my brain is processing things, like, at, like, hyper speed levels because that's just the way it works and um so like I'm the type of person that sees a positive as a negative in math half the time because my eyes are moving so fast they don't see the line down <laughs> so I probably read the recipe wrong or first off I don't know enough recipes off by heart to go oh, into well, this okay show. so you can the thing is for two there's like each week is like there's three different competitions, so it's, like, the first one, I forget what it's called, and then the second one, and then the third one is the showstopper, and then in the the second one, I think, is called the technical challenge, and that's the one where they give you the recipe, and you've, like, you haven't had time to practice it, and it's, like, something really difficult, and they're, like, do this and make it perfect, and yeah. then you're, like, ah, but the other ones, you can, like, practice at home to perfect your recipe okay okay so then in that case I might be a little bit better because like I've gotten to the point where I can just make a really really good macaroni and cheese because I made it so many times and I don't need a recipe yeah um but like I know we're talking about baking but like I feel like the same principle applies like just keep doing something over and over again so like maybe in some challenges I could be okay but in other challenges Maybe not. And I'm also not British, so I don't know what British baking is like. If I was in the Great Canadian Baking Show, I could guarantee <laughs> I would do better in that one than the British one. Just be, just because of the audience, you guys. Uh, if yeah. the audience was a factor in the show, I'm sure you'd do great. <laughs> yes, thank you. I mean, like, not the audience, but, like... <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, I really don't know what you mean. Okay, like, in the Great British Baking Show... Everybody's British. The judges are British. The food yeah, is British. That's the Everything whole... is British. That's yeah. the whole point. It's the Great <laughs> British Baking Show. But if I was in Canada, it would be my home turf, you know? I know what's going on. Like, yeah. no quote unquote culture shock, but can it be really that big of a culture shock because it's the place that colonized this place? But, you know? <laughs> I think you're losing it. <laughs> yeah. No, I do understand what you mean. You would have the home turf advantage and. Because we're not British, we don't know the ins and outs of British baking or British delicacies. Exactly. See, I okay. could make a poutine cake and people would just understand. They would accept it. I, I would not understand, but okay. 
Yeah, exactly, because you're not Canadian. I'm not Canadian, exactly. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, I actually last minute, and by last minute, I mean like 30 seconds ago, decided to switch one of mine because I picked two food shows, and so I was like, I think I should pick one not food show because then it's like it's kind of around the same qualification lines. So... Um, I'm going to start with my not food one. Okay. Or one of my not food ones. And that one is, um, it's a TV show on Netflix and it's called Flinch. And basically, they get these ordinary people. You could technically be from anywhere, but I think it's centered in the UK at the moment. And so, but they just pick ordinary people who have like random jobs, sometimes bartenders, teachers, um personal trainers, makeup artists, like literally you could do anything. Um, And then they bring you to this barn where they've got the three judges and each um, judge, each round, there's three rounds, are assigned a person. And said person um, is supposed to go into a challenge which is designed to make them flinch. If they flinch, the judges, each time they flinch, the judges get points added up. And um, the judge at the end of the show with the most points has to face a flinch challenge of their own. Oh. It's really interesting and it's actually really entertaining. But basically there's, so there's like a group of nine, maybe ten different contestants each time. And then the judges get to pick um, each round what contestants will actually fight for them. But you get to see everybody as well because not only is it about the judges having to face a flinch challenge but the person with the least amount of flinches moves to the next round in the next season where it's like the oh okay people you know so so like that's that's what happens so that's that's like there's only like one season i think maybe two on netflix so it's not gotten that far but I find it very, very funny. Like, I'm just going to try and give an example. Like, one of the flinch challenges was they have you facing a wall in a barn. Your arms are out, like, stretched in, like, a T-pose. And you're holding these two metal rods that are in between these rings. And these rings are connected to car batteries. So if you touch the metal rod that you're holding Mm -hmm. to the car battery, it will shock you. And it counts as a flinch. Oh, no. Because if you flinch... Then you move, and then you get shocked. Okay. So on top of getting points, you also, there's there's a, a bit of a moderate pain factor. But it's not like, right, it's, it's right. done by, like, the medical professionals and scientists and stuff like that to make sure it doesn't actually, like, hurt you. It's you an know? incentive to not um, flinch. Exactly. It's an incentive to not flinch. Yeah. And so what they had behind the contestants, though, was this giant, like, marching band with these cymbals. Oh, my God. And start playing this really loud music and crash the cymbals. And these people were, like, jolting. And there was another one where they were on this, like, really weird, um, like, spinny thing. So they're, like, strapped in. And it's, like, this thing that's, like, up and then underneath it is this like pool of water and so it like spins down like this like I'm trying to show Maylin what it looks like but like it's really hard to describe but basically there's this really loud whistle and if you flinch when the whistle goes off like it is really loud and it's close to your ear too if you're not if you don't keep your cool this thing starts 
and it comes down and it like it it runs your face through it it spins you and then your head gets dumped in water before you come out. Oh jeez. And there was another one where there was they set this washing machine like spinning back and forth and it comes like really close to your face and then yeah, it's it's really random and really intense. That is so bizarre. Oh <laughs> it's my really God. bizarre. But I think for this one, you would have to be a really calm person, be able to collect yourself really easily. Mm-hmm. You'd have to um, have a good gag reflex because sometimes they do food-related stuff that's kind of nasty. Like, you mm-hmm. don't have to eat anything, but, like, smelling or looking. Um, and you'd also just have to not be afraid of various things like heights or animals because, I mean, you're in a barn. Um, sometimes rats, mouse, mice. Um, one time there was an ostrich involved. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, you just have to be like a really cool and chill person. And to be perfectly honest, if I put my mind to it for certain challenges, I could see myself possibly doing okay, but not for all of them. Yeah. Like, it really depends on the challenge. Yeah, I think I'm a pretty jumpy person. Like, sometimes I'll, like, have my earbuds in and, like, playing something on blast, and then my mom will, like, touch my shoulder and be like, ah! <laughs> or, like, even if I know she's coming, I'll be like, ah! So mm. I'm, like, probably wouldn't do so well in that field. Um, I think the yeah. marching band one, aside from, like, not. Like, well, I I've have been... To work really well on keeping my arms straight and steady but because I'm in a band yeah like, I've been in school, a marching band before so like, like that's nothing like it's nothing like I've been with the perco- I've played the cymbals I know what I'm doing and those things are heavy man <laughs> really heavy but like I yeah, think and I've sat honestly behind, like tuba players easiest, it's, it's fine the easiest instrument in marching band probably clarinet you just have to hold it and, like, you know, like, with the trumpet, you, like, hold it up or you hold it down. And then, like, I don't know. It just feels like really? I had it pretty easy. I feel like sax is was... also not bad because of but the neck But saxes are heavier, though. They are heavier. But clarinet, like, because of the neck strap as well, it takes a lot of pressure off of your thumb. And, like, if you're looking up at your Oh, but then music, you just like, kind of get used to that. Neck. But, like, for me, the clarinet, like, my, I find my... I, I don't know. I just have really dumb joints, so. I had, when I was playing the clarinet, like, nonstop, I had the biggest print on my thumb, like, where it would go. (laughs) All right, anyway, so that is my show. It's called Flinch, and I highly recommend anybody watches it because it's absolutely hilarious, and the judges are really, really funny. Yeah, I'll have to see if it's on American Netflix. That sounds so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, this is... Um, a show that I really like and I have been watching a lot of. It Survivor. is Survivor. Everyone knows it because you talk I don't know. I'm the kind of person that like when I'm into something, I like won't shut up about it. <laughs> Even if no one else that I know is also into that thing, I'll just keep talking about it. Like, I wish you had Instagram so you can see the amount of times I post like on my close friends during like man, this person's strategy is so bad, or blah, 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 <laughs> I do, though. I have it for the pre-calc chat. I don't go on it that often. Yeah, I know. Like, you don't use you, Instagram. You could still add me so I could see the tidbits every now and then. <laughs> and see the Noodle Tuesday photos, because that's, Oh, like, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll look but, you up. I'll, I'll do that right now. Let, okay, let me, let me but the thing... You. The thing with Survivor, you're basically stranded in the wilderness with a bunch of strangers... So you have to be good with people and be able to handle a bunch of different personalities. 
And then you also have to be able to compete in these like really weird and difficult challenges. Like I'm trying to think of like an example. Like there was one challenge where you had to like race out and then like grab like a ginormous box, but it was like the size of your body and like roll it back across the end of the course. And then like, once you had all of your boxes, you tried to create like a staircase, but you had to have it spelling out the name of your tribe and then everyone has to like run up the staircase. Like, it's just like a weird mix of like strength and like endurance and puzzle solving. That's just like really strange. (laughs) So you have to be able to do well in those challenges to win immunity. And you have to have good personal relationships with people. And you just have to have good strategy. And, like, good survival skills is also helpful because, like, you're eating rice and beans, like, all day. And you, like, if you don't know how to build a fire, you're, like, screwed. Um, So I think, oh, and also the, like, the um, slogan for Survivor is outwit, outplay, outlast. So the outwit would be, like, the strategy part and, like, the social game. The outplay would be... um, athleticism yeah basically that and then outlast you make it all 39 days and then if you're in the final two or final three um everyone who you voted out previously is part of the jury and you're you're basically answering their questions as to why they should vote for you to give you a million bucks and you wait i forgot to mention god this is so bad i should have written something down but you're like voting people out along the way and then the people that you vote out end up having to vote for you to win a million dollars if you make it to the end. So you have to like vote them out in such a way that it doesn't make them hate you so that they won't want to give you a million dollars. So it's very, right. very difficult. <laughs> um, <laughs> I already know that I would suck at this. I know, I, I would, would be like, so Zero athletic bad. ability. I would be too nice to people and not willing to cut people off or vote them off unless they're like really, really mean. Um, and I, 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 I'm a little high maintenance when it, like, I don't even like camping, so no, no thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I would not be very good at the survival part. I would suffer. Um, also, I would probably not be very good in the challenges either, because I'm not very athletic. I would do my best, though. I would do my best. You would do better than me, though. I would just give up. I mean, like, I'd be like, say? I'd see stairs, and I'd be like, no, I'm out of here. Fly me out no, of this No, you island. wouldn't. No, you would not. <laughs> yes, I would But then, okay, I think the best thing that I would be, like, my best thing would be my social game, but I also think that I can be a little ruthless. Like, as I'm watching the show, I'm like, you guys are so stupid to bring this person all the way to the end. You gotta vote him out right now. Like, I would always be like that person that's like vote this person out vote this person out they're a threat they're a threat get rid of them and then if I would if I was doing that then everyone would be like you should vote Malin out because they're always like trying to vote everyone else out and you know too Mm -hmm. strategic so if I would make it to the end then I would win right but I don't think I would make it to the end because I would (laughs) on the physical aspect I would struggle (laughs) that's fair that's fair um okay this isn't me next again um all right should I do my food related one and then my non-food related one save it for last the, sure the greatest one of all time that I've watched like three episodes of. <laughs> three episodes <laughs> I don't know I don't keep 
track. I just watch it whenever I'm at a friend's house who has cable. Oh, no. If it's, like, on, like, I'll watch it. It's not really, like, I'm super into this, but it is pretty entertaining. Anyways, anyways, let's do the food one. My food one is Cutthroat Kitchen. <laughs> and so, and so, it is um my, like, so Cutthroat Kitchen is basically... Like any other competitive cooking show, you're supposed to cook well, you know, the the standard, and you make it through rounds and in order to get money at the end. Like, you each start with money, and then if you make it to the end, you get to keep the money you have left plus the prize money, but mm-hmm. then if you don't make it to the end, then you have to, like, give your money back and leave or whatever. And so, I haven't watched this in a while, so if I'm getting details wrong, I'm so sorry. Um, but basically... Uh, what it is is on top of the having to cook good each time your each challenge there is like um the the cutthroat portion so basically it's something that is supposed to make one chef's life really really hard throughout the entire challenge and so you have your money and you auction at the beginning of every challenge to buy the thing and then the person who buys it gets to choose what chef it's used on but so it's strategy because you're not supposed you you don't want to try and use all of your money in the first go because you could use it later on to like once you like get further in the challenges and all that kind of stuff and so um basically you're supposed to cook uh with these impediments um some of the one of them was like you could only use this utensil like you can only use knives you can't use spoons just (laughs) knives for everything or like you know something like that um or you have to wear this like stupid dinosaur costume while you're (laughs) cooking (laughs) so you know um there it's just it's really entertaining to watch and then at the end i think a person wins the ten thousand dollar prize or um the cash that they have and plus the cash that they have at the end some yeah something like that and um it's it's really funny anyways um but i would say the skills you need to have for this is you one you have to be a really good cook but you also have to be able to work on your toes because not only are you supposed to cook something based on the cooking challenge, you also have to deal with all of the other, like, nonsense that's going on around you or the nonsense that's been inflicted upon you by other people. But you also have to be a person that has it out for other people. And um, I seriously think you have to derive happiness from seeing other people suffer. Like, honestly, that is, like... <laughs> like, I, I see some people, they're like, I'm so sorry. But, like, the ones that really succeed are the ones that are like, ha, ha, ha. It's you funny. Know? It's funny. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, I think um, in terms of, like, the strategy with auctioning the money and stuff like that, I would be a little terrible because I'm really stingy with my money and I always second guess myself. So, like I don't know if I would do good at that part, but I think if I if I had the 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 impediment to give to somebody else, I I think I would be good at doing that. <laughs> just because I don't know, you see other people do it, and you're like, it's not gonna hurt them. It's not like it's just like it's a competition, you know. It's not like it's actually inflicting pain on somebody, mm-hmm. but it's like obviously making their life a little harder. Um, but I don't know. I think I would find it amusing as, like, kind of sadistic as that sounds. Yeah, okay. I, (laughs) cooking skills aside, I would also 
probably not be very good at the auction. Like, I want to say I would be good and strategic with my money, but I probably wouldn't. Um, <laughs> and then when it comes to, like, having the impediments inflicted upon myself, I mean, if it was something like wearing a dinosaur costume, then, like, whatever. But, like, if it was something that would really disrupt my plan for cooking, then I probably would not be able to adapt, like, as quickly yeah. as you need to be able to do in that show. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would win. I mean, I don't think I would win any of these shows, but... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm just an ordinary citizen. <laughs> um, okay, so my last show, I actually think this was the one that I would do the best in. Um, it's called The Circle. It's on Netflix. It is basically a social media likability challenge. So you are in this thing called the circle and you, everyone has their own like, um, their own like apartment that they're in for the duration of their stay in the circle. And you are completely cut off from the outside world. You don't have like your phone. You don't have whatever. You don't even know like what time it is ever. Oh, that's weird. I wouldn't like the time part. (laughs) Yeah, that is strange. But like you can measure it by the sun and whatever. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, like the old people did. (laughs) Stop laughing. You can measure it by the sun. The sun is right above us. You know, like, you know, like. When you start to see the sun go down, you're like, okay, it's like six o'clock now or something. I don't know. (laughs) That wouldn't be my biggest worry. So I think, okay. And then continuing, the only contact you have is with the other people inside the circle. And you can only stop laughing at me. I'm sorry. I can't get over the sun. (laughs) It's not that unusual. How do you think people told time before we had clocks? Well, nobody really worries about that now because we have clocks mainly. <laughs> yeah, but in the event that we didn't have clocks, <laughs> then <laughs> you... Okay. <gasps> okay, we're good. We're good. Can Are you, you like, crying? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> off from the outside world you're in this little apartment with like your personal items um and the only contact you have is with the other people in the circle and in each room of your apartment there is a screen it's voice activated um and you can you basically set up your like profile when you first arrive you have like a profile picture um a bio and then you just chat with other people in like group chats or in private chats and stuff like that and you basically build friendships and try and make them like you and you can there are two routes you can go you can be yourself and like have pictures of yourself and have your own personality or you can pretend to be someone else someone who is like really pretty or I don't know like yeah you can you can just like be whoever you want in the circle and no one will know um And so part of the game is trying to figure out who's a catfish and who's genuine. And the other part is like building these relationships to make people like you. And so it's like at the end of however much time, I think it's like at the end of each week or each 
couple every couple days you rank the other people in the circle based on how much you like them and so the and then they average your scores right and then the two people who scored number one and number two um get to have dinner together again separated by screen so they're not talking to each other they don't see each other's faces um and they decide which out of the other people who did not make it into the top two they want to go home oh weird yeah so and then like throughout the game new people are arriving and people are going and yeah so you're basically trying to figure out who's being a catfish who's being genuine and then trying to like make people like you and at the end it's like the final four or whatever and then you like rank each other and then the number one person wins however much money I think I would be good at this game. Let me tell you why. Obviously, my social media is not like super tailored or like super sleek and like, ooh, I'm like so cute and gonna take all these cute little selfies now. Like, that's not the kind of person that I am. Like, that is mine, basically. That is, that I is, it. it was all like aesthetic. I had a border. All of the sense oh, of I know. You had such aesthetics. But like, photos were like okay. nature. I think that I would do well um I would just go in as myself and be like myself genuinely and I feel like the pictures that I choose would be like kind of awkward of like you know I'm like not the most social savvy person so it would be a little endearing I feel like because there's this one guy um who was on the season on Netflix that I watched and he was like the awkwardest like little nerd type and he was like I'm gonna be myself I freaking hate social media I don't have social media at all and he got to the final four because everyone loved him um so I feel like that would be kind of my situation yeah And also, I think in terms of a social game, I'm definitely better when I can think about what is happening and what I'm saying um, before I say it. So Mm -hmm. over social media and over the internet is how I perform better, I feel like. I'm better at like building relationships with people online than I am in person. So I feel like I would be good at this game. Okay. I think I could be good at this game but i think i could also be very bad at this game (laughs) you know but like generally i find that i'm a pretty decently likable person um i would probably end up just being myself i don't think i would want to catfish people um just because you have to put too much thought into that, and then you have to stick to a backstory. I mean, and then if you okay, slip there up, was like no thanks. there was one guy who catfished as his girlfriend, and it was like really adorable. And I, I don't know, I liked him. He was okay, good. that's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I would like, I don't know, I would like be myself. I would have my aesthetically pleasing feed because I'm like that, and I like doing well, things it's not, that way. It's not like you have like a social media feed. It's like every couple like weeks or so, you get to add another picture. So like maybe you'll end up with like your profile picture and then like two or three other pictures. Okay, but I would make it have a certain aesthetic to it, no matter what. I feel um, like that would get you put off. Really, people don't like that. Well, I, okay, for me, like, if I were to see someone have, like, a very aesthetic, like, 
oh, this is all so, like, aesthetic and filtered, I would be like, that's kind of sus. That's fair. That's fair. That would that would be a little sus. Um, okay, then. I would... Hmm. I don't know what I would post, because I know... Oh, I don't know what I would post either. I don't are, like, have... really entertaining. They used to be very entertaining when I had them. Um, I, I was told even by, like, all of my mom's cousins who, like, followed me, they're like, I literally live for your stories i'm like am i that funny like actually (laughs) but yeah anyways so i i think i have the potential to be very good at this but also have the potential to like really suck yeah for me the hardest part would definitely be figuring out what pictures because i don't have a lot of pictures of myself that i love so that would be my bio had could be great yeah like i'm i'm good with coming up with stuff like that for the most part but like I'm also really indecisive at the same time so like it would probably take me ages and I would change it like a bajillion times (laughs) you'd have to stick with one okay well then in real life I would change it a bajillion times okay 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 so yeah I don't know if I would be good at this game honestly you just have to I think I think I would be good I I don't know I just think I would do good. Also, can I just say the photo of Lulu on your profile is, like, amazing. I've been, listen, I've been struggling with picking a profile picture, and I just decided to go with a picture of my dog. That's okay. And can I just say, I don't, they, did you, yeah, you've only posted once since I, like, deleted. Oh, yeah, I don't post that often. Yeah, you, like, never post. Yeah. Well, like, since I've known you, you've posted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. And I've known you for over two years. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I've actually probably posted and then, like, archived a lot of stuff. Because it's whenever whenever you post, you're like, you want this to look nice with the feed. And if it doesn't look nice with the feed, then you delete it. <laughs> exactly. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I see you. Okay, you're gonna have to help me with the name of this show because last time I said it wrong, and I don't want to sound like a complete. No, idiot. I want to. I want to know what you think it is. Okay, now I forget. Just give me a second. Did no, I say it was yeah. like the Great American Ninja Warrior, something like that? That's what I said. It's just it's just um, American Ninja it's Warrior. It's just American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Okay, that was my third show choice. <laughs> and so basically, this is a show where. In my opinion, it's kind of like Wipeout, but it's Wipeout Extreme with actually trained people. You know? That's Mm -hmm. basically what it is. And um, so you have this obstacle course that you're supposed to go through, and it's supposed to be all like hippity hoppity, climbity, (laughs) runity. Oh no. (laughs) Swingity kind of nonsense. (laughs) And you also have to have like. Um, I don't know. And the point is to get to the other side in the shortest amount of time, mm-hmm. um, without falling, um, into the water below. Uh, so I don't remember if there's, like, rounds and, like, stages where, like, you eventually get to, like, this big super mega thing where, like, um, you're against, like, one other person and whoever has the best time wins or something like that. I'm, I, I kind of forget. Um, you're doing but, great. <laughs> But I think the whole point of the show is you have to be athletic, and that is literally it. 
You could be like the dumbest person on the planet and you could still be good at this show if you were athletic. Right. Like it, it requires like in my opinion, it does not require thinking. Just doing. You just you just have to Yeah, do. just athletic right. And, and you I, can, you that can is train the reason why I would suck at this. I would suck so bad at this. Oh yeah, I find it so hard to get out of my head and like I mean, we all know I'm not a very athletic person. Um, I really never do athletic stuff. and um, But I feel like if you can train for it, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, be the worst. No, well, mm. You see, it's the point <sighs> of would I actually train? That is the real question. Well, you would have to if you're like, oh, I'm going to be on American Ninja Warrior and I'm not going to train for it. <laughs> I'm just gonna show up and try that my best. Me. I would procrastinate, no. not train, show up, try my best, and it would take me like three hours to get across the whole thing. Okay, well, the thing is, like, they're the types of challenges where, like, you can fall off and then you're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think know. I, would be I can't do bad. the monkey bars anymore, so I, I just. That's, I've never that's been able to do the monkey bars. No I've what? never done the monkey bars. Oh my god, your okay, childhood was listen, lacking. No, 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 my childhood was amazing. In elementary school, I was too tall to do the monkey bars. I could reach up and, like, I couldn't even, like, hang myself off of that because it was, like, too short. Oh my god, we used to have this thing at my elementary school, and it was called the blue bar, and the blue bar was the best part of the park i don't even know it it wasn't like necessary for the structural integrity of it it was just there and so you have this this play thing and it's got the the rope climbing thing on one side and you got a wood platform and then it's got a bridge to the other side that's got two like a double-sided slide and on the outside there's this like fence right but on the outer edge that's connecting the two fences together, like the two side fences, because there's a long one here and this one that's keeping things from uh, the kids from falling, there's just this blue metal bar that stretches across. And so what we would do is instead of actually going on the climbing things and the slides like normal kids, we would climb around the fence, go on the ledge, grab onto the bar, and do flips off of it. And we would, like, walk the bar. And I remember we would do the thing where we would – um Okay, we would grab onto the bar, we would swing, we would flip backwards, we would put our feet on the ledge, and then we would do backflips. And it was so much fun. And um, they were actually, um, the school, the elementary school I went to got a grant to rebuild their park. Um, But unfortunately, I found out about it too late because I wanted to go to the blue bar one more time before they tore the old park down. And I wanted to go on it one more time, and then they tore the park down before I could go. And, like, all of the parks from my childhood are being, like, changed. Like, the one downtown that I used to go to got, like, um, money from the city to, like, totally fix it. And now it doesn't have all of those, like, wood termite infested (laughs) structures that I love so much. I mean, that's a good thing, though, right? (laughs) It's kind of a good thing. But at the same time, there was some really fun stuff on the wood parks that they don't have anymore. Mm. And, like, they were modeled after, like, the city. Like, oh, look, you're here now. Oh, look, you're on this island that's off of the city. Oh, look, if you go over here and take this ferry, you'll be in the mainland. You know, that kind of stuff. And so, like, it was, um, I just like that kind of part of it as well. But, and it doesn't have that anymore. So that's kind of sad. 
But yeah, that was off on a tangent a little bit. But yeah, I, I would have, suck at American Ninja Warrior. I have one more TV show that I just thought of, and I think I would be amazing at it. Um, <laughs> it's called Too Hot to Handle, and yes, I have watched it just out of curiosity. Um, and it is that show on Netflix with a bunch of horny people from all around the world oh with all God. these cute little accents. And basically, it's like... People, they get the people who are supposedly the worst at relationships and, like, the horniest (laughs) or whatever, and they put them all on this island, and they're all, like, wearing bikinis and stuff, and they're all, like, very good-looking people, and, um, and then they're, like, you can't kiss or have sex or do anything physical with any of these people or else, um, we'll take money out of the prize pot. So every time someone kisses, every time someone does something, um you lose money oh my god and i think i would be amazing at this game yeah because be great at that i game. am asexual um i would not be tempted to do anything with anyone that's just not my thing um i think i'd be great i think i would also be extremely I I also frustrated be really good at that show i think i would be extremely frustrated at all of the people who would fuck it up for me um but i think personally i would be amazing at it i also think i would never be asked to be on the show because i'm not a horny person who's bad at relationships yeah also felt that but if you and i were on the show i feel like we we would we would be we great would be at it. great We'd be like, so good I would it. be I would be really good at the show because I'm Arrow Ace, but I would never be asked on the show because I'm Arrow Ace. <laughs> yeah, I would be really good at the show because I'm just like not into that kind of stuff. And um yeah, I would also not be asked on to the show because I just have more of an upright moral character compared to some other people. <laughs> like that's the truth. If you want to put it like that. <laughs> Like, I'm, I mean, like, I would I'm just, just get so pissed. Like, I would just get so pissed at all the people who would, like, ruin it. Yeah, me. that would just, like... I would just be like, come on, me. guys. Like, can you be horny, like, sometime else? Like, excuse can me. you, like, go home and be horny? <laughs> excuse me? Okay, anyways. <laughs> I just kept saying, excuse me. Um, highs and lows? Um, okay. For my low, um... I have to read a bunch of Puritan lit for English by tomorrow, and I'm sure it will be interesting, but as I feel we've already established, I'm not a very religious person, so I don't know how much I'll be able to relate to the stuff that we're reading. Like Wait, what the other... is that? I just heard the word and I said you. Puritan. I didn't even know what it was. Puritans. <laughs> They're religious people. They are? Let me look Yeah, Puritans up. are religious. I'm, like, 99% sure. But, like, okay, so in, like, my past English stuff for this class, we've read, like, Native American lit, and we've read stuff about slavery in America. Um, and no, English all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All oh, that okay. kind of stuff I could relate to very well, but I'm not a religious person at all, so I don't know how much I will enjoy the Puritan lit section of this class. I don't think I would enjoy it even though I am a religious person just because they know like our school system like they they won't admit it but because this country was colonized first by France which was Catholic and then later by England which turned everything Protestant it's so ingrained in our governmental and school systems and it's got such an individualistic view and it's like in like no offense to Protestantism Protestants when you practice that religion 
sure, it's fine, technically, theoretically, for you. But the minute it gets into the government and the schools, and then you go back by saying, oh yeah, we're not going to teach religion in schools, but the whole basis that you formed the school system on was a religion, oh, we're not going to celebrate religious holidays, but we get time off for Christmas and Easter, like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't, it's it's hypocritical. It's that's, like you pick and choose no, what you want to be exactly religious. No, that's exactly what it's like here, because the people who were coming to form the 13 colonies were the Protestants who wanted to escape the Catholic Church. And so the very foundation of our country is built on, obviously, a lot of slavery and a lot of genocide of Native people, and also a lot of religion. Um, and that has not left our government. It's honestly and, just, it's a lot of Christianity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all under the umbrella of Christianity. And there are a lot of people who are trying to be like, we should make this and this political decision because God said so. We should ban this and this because the Bible said it was wrong. And I just feel like, like, whatever you want to worship, that's amazing for you. And I respect that. But the second you start to try and tell other people how they should live because of your religion, I'm not about that. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they're like at least be consistent about it don't 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 be like oh yeah yeah and then like we get like christmas break and like yeah homie homie you go and give us christmas break and say it's not religious like it's not about the birth of jesus like i mean i feel like christmas is moving away from being religious because i mean i'm not religious and i celebrate christmas i love christmas i know but i think that's so like no offense but i think that's really stupid does, does that like the whole point of Christmas is that it's Jesus's birthday, and half the well, people yeah, aren't but, even celebrating Jesus's birthday? There should be a separate point, holiday. But the point not called now, Christmas that is the the commercialized Christmas that people celebrate. That is, d- does that make sense? Like, cause like I understand Christmas was also founded on like pagan beliefs and stuff when the pagans somehow yes, yes, got yes, into yes, the yes. Catholic Church and Shh. what nonsense. Shush. But no, no, no. But but hear me out hear me out it doesn't it just it doesn't make sense in my brain like it just doesn't okay make sense to me like i'm not saying that you shouldn't celebrate christmas but i'm also not saying that it's christmas not a religious holiday though religion it's not a religious holiday for everyone and i feel like the people who are not religious who do celebrate christmas do it more so to celebrate like family and like making it through the year and it's like a good thing to look forward to and you get to spend time with your family and your loved ones and show your appreciation for people so that's what it's about for me and I'm not religious and I will continue to celebrate Christmas yeah I'm not saying you shouldn't celebrate Christmas but I'm also yeah, but not I feel saying, like it's like, not I don't like think it's it not should. like as religious as at least in my family it's not like super religious even though my parents are religious so it's not like it's moving away mm-hmm. from being a more religious holiday but, like, at the same time, I have, I, I just, I feel like it. But you don't even celebrate Christmas. I don't celebrate Christmas. But my dad grew up celebrating Christmas because he grew up in a Christian family. And it was, the way they celebrated it back where he lived was really different than the way people celebrate it here. Like, if you go to other yeah, places also, in the world like, and ask them how they celebrate Christmas that are not Western Oh, cultures, no, definitely. They celebrate it as like a fact not not just not just the whole like it's the birth of jesus thing they don't do the presents most of the time they don't do the lights they don't do the trees that's that's a whole thing that was created after the fact it's like 
it, it's when the commercialization came into it. So like I feel like there are there is Christmas, but there are two different kinds of Christmas. There's like a commercial Christmas that is open for everybody to celebrate, no matter what your background or religion or if you don't have a religion. And then there's the Christmas that people celebrate to acknowledge the fact that Christ was born. And I feel like those are two separate things. And like they can't they, they shouldn't they can't be grouped into one because they're different. Does that make sense? I agree with you up until the last point. But I think like definitely um I mean, we live in a Western society. Uh, we live in a capitalist society. <laughs> so, like, it, like, obviously, the way we celebrate Christmas in North America or in, you know, like, the UK or whatever would be different than the way they celebrate Christmas in the non-Western world. Like, that's just obvious to me because of Westernization, colonization, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I guess, I guess we'll agree to disagree on this one. What's your low? <laughs> low. We're on quite the tangent about religion. <laughs> Milo is um just like school. It's it's a lot of work and I just wanna sleep and yeah, I just I just wanna sleep. That's pretty much it. That's um, valid. Just very unmotivated, you know, just taking lots of naps. Love that. <laughs> well, naps are good. Um, my high, um, okay, so, hmm, okay, I've been watching WandaVision, which has gotten very intriguing. So good. So um, good. I've been binging the podcast Gender Reveal, which is basically, like, interviews with a bunch of like trans and non-binary people which is very good um and also like the weather's been really nice here because i live in california and basically while like texas was freezing um (laughs) it was like so nice and sunny here (laughs) so i'm grateful to be living here (laughs) that's pretty solid it's the weather's also been pretty nice here even though it's like really windy it's like at least it's sunny um I've gotten some pretty good marks on my tests in my math class so that's been kind of a a nice thing to uh, I don't it's not really looking forward to because it already happened but like you know have the work pay off that you put yeah. into it um oh, there was something else my brain shoot oh yeah I got to go to um so I live on an island. We all know this. But there are also multiple smaller islands off the coast of the island that I live on. And my dad, for his work, he services some of those islands. And so he had to go see a client. And I have not left the city since October. So he asked me if I, like, I haven't even gone to the city that's like 15 minutes out from our city. That's like, I've literally just been home school that's pretty much it not even to the north end of town um but so he's like he asked me if I wanted to come with him to work yesterday and I did so I got to go on a ferry and I love the ferry because I just love being on the water and then we got to go to the client's house and the clients they had a dog and this dog's name is Lucy and she's mainly like boxer but she's got this um 
a little bit of a mix in her that caused her to have the gene where her eyes are two different colors. <gasps> oh, I love that. And this is what her oh, eyes look she's like. She's so cute. Oh my gosh, she's I love really dogs. She's really adorable, but she's also kind of dumb because you no, know, she like was biting on a stick and then she started choking on it. And I had to like pat her to like get her to spit oh, out no. the stick. And then she kept biting the stick. <laughs> and she was getting like slivers in her mouth. I'm like trying to pull the stick away from her, but she was like not having it. And I'm like, you know oh, what? No. You're lost, honey. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go play with Blue. So, which is the cat who is also adorable. I can tell you all about stupid dogs. Oh yeah, I, know. I have one. All about stupid dogs. You got one. Um, but yeah, just like chilling, watching Wandavision. That's been like something I look forward to a lot. I only started and watching it. Oh my god! Watching Modern Family and Bones and Parks and Rec. Just like the small <gasps> oh, things. Oh, you're watching Parks and Rec? What do you I think? am. I think I'm on season. Four. It's so good. Like I just what? Oh no, I shouldn't say spoilers for other people. But it's it's pretty funny. I was like, I didn't really get like the first season that much, but I'm like, same people as The Office. Let's just trust the system. Watch the second season; it will get better. And lo and behold, it did. It's <laughs> very good. <laughs> so I I was glad I I kind of stuck through with it. Oh, I forgot to add my low my guitar string broke. And oh, so no. I can't play my guitar, and that makes me really sad. Um, but yeah, and I listened to Twist and Shout on repeat yesterday, and there we'll end it on a high. <laughs> there was that was a lot of different little. Things. That was a roller coaster, but we're ending on a high. <laughs> ending on a high. We want to end on a high. Anyways, this is episode thirty-one of our podcast, Aya Fodaya Reality Check. I'm Mal, and I'm Malin. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.